Welcome to Life Fire Layout, the podcast where we bring the world of public safety to your listening device. I'm extremely happy to have a guest on the podcast today who's been a friend of mine for a very long time, um, had an extremely influential career in the fire service. Um, I am going to switch things up a little bit with how I do this. I'm actually going to read a bio. Um, he's got such an extensive and amazing resume that in order to capture it all, I want to uh, actually read it for the listeners so I am able to um, capture this expertise as, as well as I can here. So I'd like to welcome Matt Vinci to the podcast. Matt served in the city of South Burlington, Vermont Fire Department, uh, where he rose to the rank of captain. Matt was one of the charter members of IAFF Local 3671 and served many years as president negotiating contracts for not just 3671, uh, but helping immensely with labor across the board, uh, working in close concert with the charting, charter members of my own um, IAFF Local, which is 4611, uh, paving the way for the benefits, which I am still able to enjoy as a bargaining member 13 years later. Matt also served 15 years on the executive board of the PFFE, the Professional Firefighters of Vermont, including six years as president. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that during that time, including my first few years as a career firefighter, he was successful in passing legislation on workers' compensation presumptions, ban on flame retardants, and permanent funding for training and resources for Vermont firefighters. After leaving the South Burlington Fire Department, he joined the IAFF and became the Director of Education for a number of years before being tapped to be the Chief of Staff to IAFF General President Ed Kelly. After leaving the IAFF, Matt moved to the Pacific Northwest, where he started his tenure at Vashon Island Fire Rescue in Washington State, starting as an Assistant Chief, but quickly moving to Chief of Department. Since his feet hit the ground on Vashon Island Fire Rescue, Chief Vinci has not stopped running. Some would say at a full sprint. Highlights of his time there already include significant staffing increases that have led to the opening of a second station, a community-based strategic plan, and most recently, mobile integrated health, which is set to roll out on the island in the next year or so. Now, that's an amazing resume. And to be honest, I know it's not complete. Uh, I've missed a few things, including one which we probably won't have time to launch into fully today, but I would love to um, bring our guest back to discuss further, uh, which is his time as the commissioner with the CPC or the Commission of Pro uh, Professional Credentialing through the Center for Public Safety Excellence. Chief, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. Oh, Prescott, it's an honor to be here. Um, Congratulations on your podcast. I'm a big fan. Uh, I've been a big fan of you for uh, for many, many years since we met, like you said, probably over 13 years ago uh, out in Williston, uh, working to build that that agency, which I'm real proud of. But uh, uh, it's an absolute honor to be here. And that Vermont connection, uh, you know, makes it makes my Monday here uh, real special. You will always have that Vermont connection, no matter how far. Uh, in this case, the Pacific Northwest is a little further from Vermont, but I will tell you, uh, you are welcome back, and we are excited to have you whenever you venture back this way. Yeah, it's uh, it's home. Uh, families there, uh, fire service families there. You know, political connections continue. Uh, you know, almost uh, almost weekly. So, yeah, uh, uh, my heart is always in Vermont. So, Chief, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of those political connections. And by that, I mean you have a storied career uh, with the international, right, the IFF. 
Can you let's start things off with uh, a little bit of your experiences there. You've had two very influential roles, um, which I couldn't even begin to to explain. Uh, tell the to listeners a little bit about what your experience there was. Yeah, you know, it almost goes back. My passion for, you know, making the job better goes back to my early years on the job in South Burlington, where, you know, we had wonderful folks, uh, you know, going out the door every day, serving their community, but we just didn't have enough of them. We didn't have the right uh, equipment that we were riding on. It wasn't as safe as it needed to be. Um, and we had opportunities to make it better. So, you know, I got active um, in my own local. Um, we actually, before we even chartered with the IFF, uh, we were a uh, a, a union in South Burlington, but we weren't even a, we didn't have a, an IFF number. So, you know, got active in that process. And then, as you mentioned, I was, you know, president of my local, served as a local officer. Um, and then, you know, saw an opportunity. I had, I tell, I tell the story, you know, I had uh, great friends in the, on, on shift that would, at the end of their 24, they, you know, might go fishing, might go, uh, you know, hit that little ball around uh, 18 holes. Um I'd go down to the legislature and sit in a gallery and listen to, uh, you know, the legislative process. And they're like, you're, you know, that's a, that's kind of a nerdy thing to do. What the heck are you doing down there? It sounds kind of boring, but I just was always interested in policy and process and how we could utilize that uh, to make the job better. So, uh, you know, we chartered the PFFV in 1998, um, you know, a, a fire chief who you probably know well uh, in your neighboring community there, Steve Locke and I were, and, and a bunch of others, a lot of others, big team together to pull that together. Uh, Mike Mullane, our district vice president at the time, who's uh, just a legend and, uh, you know, somebody who I looked up to, continue to look up to even in his, his uh, you know, his death. Um, we, um, you know, we chartered the PFFV and uh, away we went, you know, we built that state association to advocate for, uh, for our, for the, the men and women who, you know, or passionately go out the door every day. Um, and then, uh, you know, I had multiple opportunities in uh, at the PFFE in, in Montpelier, being involved in politics at the local state uh, level uh, and national level. Um, and then had uh, an opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. in uh, 2013 and uh, take a leadership role, a senior staff role at, at IFF and um, spent uh, uh, from 2013 to 2021 is the director of uh, education, as you mentioned, um, and had an opportunity to be in a, uh, involved in the transition team of uh, uh, General President Kelly and uh, General President Schaeberger's departure. General President Kelly coming on and uh, did that for a while, and then you know decided it was uh, it was time to you know seek another chapter in my fire service career. So here I am, out in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I like to say sitting in the middle of the Puget Sound, uh, stone's throw from downtown Seattle as uh, as fire chief of a, of a wonderful agency with just uh, incredibly dedicated staff. Now, Chief, uh, I'm excited to get to Vashon Island, um, especially because I had a chance a number of years ago through the Resuscitation Academy to end up in Seattle. It's my first trip to the Pacific Northwest, uh, and I it would 100% won't be my last. I'm actually hoping if we do make it out there, I'll catch up with you in person again. Um, but before we get there, I am curious a little bit about your time with the IAFF, specifically as Director of Education. Um, are there any highlights that stand out? Can you give a rundown of some of the amazing programs that you were um, in charge of, both in the United States and Canada? 
Yeah, I was uh, I was tasked um, on a daily basis with building and delivering uh, education. Um, it was really uh, my kind of official big big title was uh, education training and human relations. So, um, you know, when I first got there, I was asked to uh, to do a, um, a a top to bottom analysis of, of several of our education programs and had the opportunity to uh, to improve upon the great work that was being done. So. Um, it, it was delivering education at the local level, so for local affiliates, customized education for for locals from you know ten person locals to you know uh, two thousand three thousand member locals across the country across both both countries. Um, building <clears throat> building custom education, I managed uh, the labor management program with the International Association of Fire Chiefs. Uh, worked on that, um, had incredible opportunities to work on mediation, building technical assistance for labor management um, programs. Um, I worked to staff the Human Relations Committee. Uh, the IFF has an elected Human Relations Committee, uh, and we worked on human relations issues um, at the local level, at the state level as well. Um, <clears throat> the big uh, event every year was the Affiliate Leadership Training Summit. The ALTS, that's the IAFF's largest annual event. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and uh, and it took a team. It took all, all both floors at IFF headquarters, as they say, uh, to deliver that. Um, I had the opportunity to help manage that, uh, the, the logistics behind it, the program. Um, that was... Um, that was uh, 200 speakers, about 150 breakout sessions, 2,000 attendees uh, annually, a three-day event, a couple million dollar uh, event. So, um, you know, it just gave me, uh, a, an, a, you know, incredible opportunities to have, uh, you know, to have uh, the ability to deliver a, a program of that size. Um, that was the ALTS program. You know, one of the things, that, you know, to, that stands out, too, that we really was given a great opportunity was to enhance our Fire Ops 101 program. Uh, I'll never forget the day I was asked uh, by former General President Shapeberger about, uh, you know, building that uh, to the next level. There was a lot of great work that was done prior to me. Uh, but we partnered with the U.S. Conference of Mayors, and we went all over the United States delivering um, uh, Fire Ops 101, just incredibly influential uh, program to elected and appointed officials. Um, somewhere north of 175 mayors went through that. Um, and hopefully they went back and utilized that opportunity to make uh, decisions to, to improve uh, on their local fire departments with their unions. So, um, yeah, it kind of ran, uh, ran, ran the course of, you know, delivering education at the local level, the state level, the regional level, and then the international level between the United States and Canada. Um, and uh, wonderful staff, um, uh, incredible um, experiences out in the field. And uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, today the, that great work is being being used to uh, improve the job all across both countries. Well, I can attest to some of that, although I haven't had a chance to uh, go to the Affiliate Leadership Training Summit. I will. It's on my menu, especially after hearing that. Um, one of the things that I'll hit on briefly now, and I'll make sure it's included in the show notes, um, folks are going to hear a lot of really amazing stuff from you, Chief. Um, and at the end, we'll cover, I'll, I'll maybe put it in the show notes if you're willing, whether it be an email address or um, you know, ways to get in touch with you. But um, if there was, whether it be alts or you know any involvement with the fire ops program, based on your time with South Burlington, then the PFFE and, and, and the international even, um, is there any thing you would recommend for listeners, um, you know, who are involved 
at their local level as far as like you definitely have to go to X or Y? Well, I'm going to say get involved at your with your local with your local um, union, your local um, affiliate. You know, be a voice uh, for change. Be a voice uh, that is participating in the process. Don't be on the sideline. Um, you know, um, don't be a don't be a Monday morning quarterback. Go to those meetings and be involved at the local level. Then I'm going to say be involved with the state association. Um, you mentioned some. You know, you mentioned some uh, legislation that we were able to pass. We were able to pass that because we had a strong network at the local level and at the state level. We had built relationships. Um, so be active in your state association. Um, you know, ALTS is a wonderful program. The Redmond Symposium that just took place in New York City, um, you know, I think that's, that is uh, the probably premier health and safety event uh, in the fire service. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to work on, on that program uh, quite a bit when I was at headquarters. Um, you know, uh, utilize those opportunities that, that are, that are, that are um, uh, afforded to you, you know, within your local, within your state, and then, and then at the national level. So I've always encouraged folks, as I do even here as a fire chief with my local here, um, here in, uh, on Vashon, uh, you know, to be engaged and, uh, you know, I strongly support their, their involvement with the Washington State Council of Firefighters. Um, you know, it, it, not everybody, it's not for everybody, but, you know, if you're going to be, a, you're going to be a member of the local, a card-carrying member, participate and leave it better than you found it every day. So, Chief, let's let's keep going on that one because I'm so curious. Um, for a quick side note, which is directly relational to what you just said, is that that's exactly where I started, and you were the president of the PFFV when I first started getting involved in my local. Um, and it took, you know, I'm going to give you some kudos, but rightfully so, your involvement in the PFFV and your guidance um, through my tenure there. And then even in your departure, you still had offering of guidance and advice um, that has, is, you know, that's held strong with me and so many other members. So first of all, thank you. And second of all, to, to you know, footstop your point of get involved at that local level. The best part about the IFF, in my opinion, is that it starts so small, so local. You can, we were a... Uh, four person local when we first started and look where we are now, you know, we're 20, um, you know, 22 people strong, um, which is incredible. But I also now to, uh, to the question is there's so, uh, you know, you went from a, an amazing career in, you know, starting off small in your own local and then working up to the international. Um, now you're at Vashon Island as a, as a chief. Can you talk about some of the you know transferable skills that that may exist in both uh, both realms? Absolutely, there 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 are so many, and I've talked to, you know, I've got a re real good dear friend who's the chief of Gig Harbor Fire, a wonderful little community, not little smaller, bigger community in Vashon, but uh, right on the Puget Sound, right next to us, uh, former chief of uh, Boise, former local president, former state president, kind of both of us followed the same. The same path. Um, matter of fact, his his one of his deputies is the former uh, former president of the Alaska Firefighters, Tom Westcott, another another dear friend. Um, but yeah, either you know, every day I come in and, and work on whether it be funding mechanisms, which I worked on in the legislature, relationships with the community, which you work on as a uh, as a local officer or a state officer with the union, um, labor management relations, you know. 
Um, there aren't two sides. I think there's, you know, we're all on the same side. We're all trying to, we're all trying to work towards, you know, all those same common goals. You know, I've always said, you know, I've only been in this job now uh, on this job uh, in this position since June of last year, but it, these are easy decisions to make as a fire chief. When you take care of your people, they take care of your community. Um, I would say that, you know, yes, it's about wages and working conditions, absolutely, and benefits. Uh, and, and out in the Pacific Northwest, you know, it, they're, they're very attractive and very competitive uh, wages uh, and, and benefits. But it goes further than just wages and working conditions. It's about facilities. It's about equipment. It's about having the right amount of people going out the door, uh, executing to have the best possible outcome. Everybody that comes to work wants that from the chief to the company officers, to the firefighters. Um, and you mentioned, you know, this opportunity we have coming up here in the next few weeks to open another station. You know, it's just about building a deployment model, but it starts with your human resources. If you don't have solid human resources, you're not going to get the job done on a daily basis. Um, and you need to be, you know, as a fire chief, you need to market. You need to, you need to just like we did in the legislature, you need to advocate, um, you know, transferable skills. You know, getting a bill through through the Vermont legislature is a process. It's a long process and it can be very challenging um, when you have friends in the legislature. That's helpful. Um, you know, getting getting a levy passed uh, on Vashon Island was a major process. It was a you know, it took it took a, a very similar type of skill set that we used to get a bill passed um, in uh, in Montpelier. So. You know, there are just on a daily basis, there's uh, multiple examples of, you know, work that was done as a as an advocate, uh, you know, in an elected position within the union. Um, and then now as an appointed official um, in my community, uh, taking care of my people who take care of our community. Well, you couldn't have said that any better, Chief. I, I think what's just resonating so much is taking care of the people. Right, If you take care of your people they will take care of the community. And that is the best possible outcome. These people, the boots on the ground, fire and EMS professionals are there to take care of your community in the Pacific Northwest, my community in Williston, where I live in Colchester. Um, but I love that perspective. And I certainly hope that I know that your description of your time at the international, especially as director of education, helped because you were able to that, that mindset's been with you from the beginning. I remember you saying words slightly different, albeit because I can't remember 2013. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, when I was first when I first started in the local with you um, there at the PFFE with you, it's really been uh, quite the ride. Um, and I appreciate that perspective. Let me just ask you a little bit. Did you ever see yourself as fire chief? Did you ever think that that was uh, in your future or were you sort of open to whatever? You know, I, I when I left IFF um, um, and, and decided I was, you know, nine, almost nine years living in D.C., working in D.C., um, you know, some some years at probably 40, 40 round trip flights a year and, you know, a lot of hours on the road, a lot of projects, a lot of you know, great work and incredible experiences that wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be here today without them. There's no doubt about it. Um, <clears throat> but I really, I felt like there was an opportunity for me to go back in uniform and, you know, and, and make a difference somewhere. Um, you know, not about me. And it didn't matter whether how many bars you wear, how many bugles you had. I really had no interest in, you know, what the position title was. I just wanted to find the right fit where I could make a difference. And, 
Um, to be fire chief, no, I did not expect that I would be uh, have the have the title or you know rank of fire chief. I'm honored to serve this community. I'm honored to lead this group of uh, of wonderful professionals um, here. But um, you know, I did come in. Uh, I think you may have noted I did come in as assistant chief operations. So kind of felt like my, that might be. I love when I was at IFF. I had. Uh, you know, one of the another one of my highlights at IFF was working on a convention. I was involved in floor operations of a convention, which is a, a huge undertaking. I had a, I had a small role, but I did kind of operations. Um, it isn't like putting a fire. Well, it is kind of like putting a fire out. <laughs> I could tell you uh, there's a lot of there's another book that to be written there someday. But um, uh, it, it, you know, I love the operations of of, uh, of of projects and programs. So, you know, being in op, ops for a short period of time here uh, was a nice land. And then, you know, I had an opportunity, uh, which we might discuss here about progressing up to be chief. But to answer your question, it didn't matter to me about the title. It didn't matter to me about, you know, again, the the uh, you know, how many bugles on the collar. It was about finding a spot to make a difference. And Utilizing connections, resources, um, networks that I have established over almost 30 years now, uh, which is, is a little scary, um, to uh, to support, um, you know, the, the women and men who, who put their, themselves out there every day. Well, that's uh, that's that's fantastic. And I want to lean into that a little bit because um, I'm curious, you, you could have landed in a bunch of different spots, but you landed in a really fantastic one. And like I said, I'm excited someday, whenever that day comes to uh, to come visit the Pacific Northwest again. So Vashon Fire Rescue, tell us a little bit about that. And, and ultimately, if you want um, sort of how you did land there. Well, um, you know, as I looked across the country, it's, uh, you know, I've had an opportunity back at IFF to travel, um, you know, 40 states, uh, 40 plus states. I, I kind of lost track a little bit. Multiple provinces, you know, look at look at different fire systems, um, you know, and uh, and the Washington State Pacific Northwest has a really well established uh, fire and EMS system. Um, you know, it's well funded. Um, it has, you know, specific mechanisms in place. We're a fire district here. So we have, you know, a, a funding, a specific funding mechanism that has been passed in the legislature, um, you know, that's state law and how we how we're funded. Um, and, you know, I think that it's it's uh, an, a beautiful area of the country, number one, but um, just wonderful, wonderful, dedicated educated, uh, you know, folks going out doing the job every day. It felt like a really good fit for the lifestyle um, and coming out of D.C. for close to nine years. You know, I was really looking to, you know, turn the page and, and find a spot that I could settle down. In, in D.C., I had uh, probably a little over 500 square feet of a, of a condo up on 15th Street. And finally, we have a home and a backyard and a, and a place uh, that, you know, we can uh, we can have more than uh, one bed and uh, and one uh, one couch in. So, um, you know, how did I land here? Um, you know, it goes back to relationships and friendships. I've got folks that work across this area. I mentioned my friend uh, over the chief over in in Gig Harbor, Dennis Stone, dear friend of mine. Um, we chatted a lot about the fire service out here and, and his journey from Boise over to Gig Harbor. Um, you know, the state president here is, uh, of the IFF is a dear friend, long term, long term time friend of mine. This district vice president is a dear friend. Um, so I just had a lot of a lot of uh, relationships and friendships that I had built over the years. Um, and it just felt like a, a good fit. Um, 
started kicking the tires on some uh, opportunities in the region. Uh, did my research on King County, which is, uh, you know, one of the top uh, 10 largest counties in the country, um, about 2.3, 2.4 million people. Um, and uh, just decided to, uh, you know, put my put my uh, put my name in for uh, this position in a competitive process through a recruiting firm um, here on Vashon. And uh, you know what? I'll tell you, a lot of folks have asked me, I've uh, done some work out here in the media. And, you know, why? Why did you come from Washington, D.C. to Washington State? And when I met the people here at Vashon Fire, um, it was about the people. Uh, I knew that um, this was a good fit and I knew that their heart was in the right place. Um, and, you know, they were looking for, uh, you know, the next chapter uh, for Vashon on Fire. So, um, you know, it's been quite a journey here. It's only been, you know, uh, a little over, uh, what, 13, 14, 14 15 months now um, in this position as chief. So, uh, yeah, we've gotten we gotten a few things done. Yeah, you've gotten a lot more than that. And as I alluded to in my intro there, like full tilt sprint here, um, I am super curious about. So um, my fire department is is trying to lean into a strategic, the community driven strategic plan and everything you just said about what brought you. You know, at the end of the day, it is the people that brought you to uh, your fire district, the fire department you're a part of. Uh, but a big change or, or you know, one of the things you implemented was this community driven strategic plan. Can you hit on that for a little bit? I can. Yeah. When I took over um, in July of 22 as chief, um, I knew the agency, you know, really hadn't kind of popped the hood and taken a look at uh, you know, the the operations um, for, for quite some time. It had been uh, it had been uh, well over a decade since they'd really done a, uh, a comprehensive review of uh, the agency, um, the community we serve, the uniqueness of which I'll talk about here in a little bit about the island um, and, and really what we needed to chart a path forward. So uh, one of the first board meetings I have, I, I report to a five member board. Um, my, my request was that we do a agency evaluation um, and then we take that evaluation and we build a strategic plan. So we started that. We interviewed some uh, some some consulting firms uh, shortly thereafter. Last August um, entered into a contract with a, a great group of, uh, of folks um, that helped guide our our strategic plan. Um, and uh, we we looked at all aspects of uh, of this agency. We looked at the facilities, the equipment, the staffing, the morale, the training, uh, the funding mechanism. Um, you know, we look back at the history. You know, the history does give you a little bit of a it gives you quite a perspective, not a little bit, it gives you quite a perspective. Um, and we you know, we we gauged ourselves against national standards, regional standards. Um and, uh, you know, charted a path forward, which was our document, kind of our guiding document we're implementing currently that helped us get us through our strategic, our, uh, our levy. We did a levy, went through a levy lid lift here, a fire levy um, successfully. Um, but, it, it, you know, we did our homework and we had a plan. Um, and our plan now is we're executing and we're, you know, providing now um, what I believe will be a, uh, you know, better outcomes, better resources, uh, and the ability to deliver higher level emergency services across the island as a result of that 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 plan. You mentioned community driven. <clears throat> the community was involved. Vashon is very much like Vermont. I will say that as far away as we are. 
Um, you know, we're 40 square miles. We're on an island. <clears throat> we're only accessible by ferry. Um, I'm not saying that that's like Vermont, but the community um, is very much like Vermont. Engaged, um, you know, smaller community in a large area, large metropolitan area, but small, tight knit community. Um, you know, just a it just has a lot, um, a lot of uh, uniqueness that I find uh, when I go back and visit my mom in Chester um, or my 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 uh, my friends down and my family down in Wyndham County um, or or my my family up in obviously in Chittenden County. But um, yeah, there's just a lot like it. So but we engaged the community. We engaged all stakeholders. Um, we engaged stakeholders from uh, we're in zone three of King County. So in zone three of King County, we engaged a lot of our partners. Um, we had our commission involved. We had our our, um, our local was involved, was heavily involved in the process, um, and uh, you know we brought everybody to the to the table to be a part of the conversation. They have, um, you know, they have a, a lot of ownership in that document, and now uh, you know they're they're proud of what we we're able to go out and implement. So uh, it, that is an incredible step. And like I said, although we're making the attempt on our end here in, in uh, at my home department to, to get that underway, we have listeners from such a wide you know, variety of, of um, whether it be the chief officers, the boots on the grounds, emergency management, police, EMS, et cetera, et cetera. Um, with regards to that strap plan, um, even like the beginning portion Im implementation, do you have any recommendations for folks, whether they be the boots on the ground firefighter that wants to push that to their leadership or the leadership who might be listening and, and a strap plan, correct me if I'm it hundred percent doesn't need to be, uh, you know, a fire service strap plan. If you're an EMS listener, if you're a, in the world of policing, emergency management, any recommendations for sort of where that vision came to you and said, we have to make this happen and, and include the community. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the value of that process, you know, I look back on, you know, the, you know, the, for me being a, a new, a new um, fire chief or a new uh, community leader, it afforded me multiple opportunities to engage with the community. So, you know, being a little bit selfish, um, you know, it, it, it did, you know, it had, it had a, an additional impact on, you know, getting established to the community and listening to the people that you serve. It legitimizes and uh, justifies, you know, when you go through that process, what you're, what you're looking for, what you're aiming to achieve within your within your community, you know, um, um, you know, data. I can't say enough about it. I learned a lot about the use of data when I was at uh, at IFF. I I, uh, I credit uh, Dr. Lori Mormerrill, who's our U.S. Fire Administrator, who I had the opportunity to work alongside. Um, and uh, and work with for eight years at IFF. I mean, she's just a game changer in this industry. Um, but you know, she's she's responsible. She's she's responsible for um, you know the fire service moving to you know utilizing data to to justify you know um, what our needs are. You can't you know the days of going at at a at a at a at an issue based on emotion. It, you know, it's just not going to not going to hold the day. You've got to, you know, use data to tell your story. You've got to, you know, justify what your um, what your needs are using data. But but it all goes back to, you know, that that strategic plan. Um, you know, the it has value. The document itself has value. The process has just as much value as the document um, that you end up coming up with. So. Um, I would say to folks, engage and embrace, um, you know, take a hard look at yourself. 
ask the tough questions, get out of your comfort zone within the process. Um, it's going to make a better process and it's going to give you, you know, a better path forward than just going in there with a preconceived, uh, you know, idea as to how you think your agency should look and you're doing it, you know, and you're doing it based on emotion. Go in there, ask the tough questions, embrace the process, use data. It's going to it's going to guide you in the right direction for the best possible outcome. I'm going to take that soundbite and and uh, send it across to to agencies all over. You know, not just Vermont. I hope listeners are are really internalizing that one. Um, and just to footstomp that again, we the Williston Fire Department had a fire service analysis done by a group um, AP Triton out of the West Coast. And that was using data to your point, Chief, was how we were able to um, get nine new firefighters, which was an earth shattering thing for um, our community as well. And it took uh, I think that pill would have been way too hard to swallow had it not been for the um, the data that was presented from an outside source. So you're not hearing from, you know, the same folks over and over again. But um Let's uh, not. It wasn't just the community-driven strategic plan. Into you know, Wilson got our nine through the data as well. You got your additional staffing to open up the second station. But what I want to do is is also hit on something that is definitely new to me. Uh, maybe not new to some of the listeners, but talk to me about mobile integrated health and where Vashon Island's headed with that. Yeah, that came out of our, our out of our strategic plan. We were. Um, uh, King County EMS, uh, King County Emergency Medical Services, you know, it's really kind of the, it isn't kind of, it is the, 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 uh, the birthplace of, uh, of paramedicine. I mean, there's just, uh, it's an amazing system in place. Um, you know, it, it goes back, you know, several decades. Um, we are very, very lucky here. It is this, 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 this all is tied to, to mobile integrated health because um, we're very lucky here. I want to give a shout out to an, it's an it's another IFF local, but we have King County medics here in our station, uh, station 55 on the island. Um, and, and they respond to ALS um, trauma. Um, all ALS on the island. Um, we're fortunate to have two medics assigned to Vashon. Um, but King County is is funded through an EMS levy. Um, so an EMS tax that is taxed on all King County residents um, funds the EMS system. I would say it doesn't fund all the BLS system. It funds ALS. It funds a lot, a lot of the BLS system, but not 100% of the BLS system. Um, um, and part of that levy is mobile integrated health. So we're in a six-year EMS levy. Um, we can we can tax um, a maximum of 50 cents. Uh, the county can tax a minute in King County, a maximum of 50 cents for every thousand dollars of assessed property. Um, that levy erodes over time, and I won't get into levy math too much because it gets a little confusing, but as the assessed values go up, the the uh, the levy tax amount uh, erodes. So we're coming up on um, year five of the six-year levy. In this six-year levy, there was a mobile integrated health pilot program. So uh, what is mobile integrated health? You know, it's a lot like I'm sure listeners have heard community paramedicine over the years. It's been established um, prior to the levy in other areas at King County. But the bottom line, back to data, it shows um, that it, it, it's needed and it, is, uh, it has a significant impact on the EMS system. Um, over, over the years, you know, they've taken, uh, uh, you know, that pressure from the 911 system um, off of um, 
you know, off of the 9-1 system and, and BLS and ALS units. And now we have, uh, you know, an element, another opportunity, another tool in the toolbox to be able to serve our communities with mobile integrated health. So we're one of the last uh, communities in King County to implement it. Um, we're, we're gearing up. We've got a mobile health coordinator. We just got our vehicle here to, uh, actually delivered uh, today um, that we'll have uh, out on the street here. Um, we're looking for a soft um, a soft launch uh, in mid-November. Um, and we're going to be one day a week, we'll be serving our community with one of our firefighter EMTs um, working overtime uh, with a nurse uh, or a social worker that'll be re be going out. There's a couple different models. We're not doing a response model for mobile integrated health. We're doing a referral model. So right now we'll have internal referrals and our staff will be going out seeing folks that they may have seen out on a 911 call that can benefit from uh, an NMIH visit, a longer visit, a longer amount of time to help build a care plan, work with them uh, on, you know, the the challenges that they're facing, getting either access to health care, access to prescriptions. Um, you know, we're on an island, as I mentioned. Uh, we're 40 square miles, 52, 53 uh, miles of shoreline. Uh, 13, 14,000, uh, you know, people live here. Access to healthcare is a challenge. And we, we know, I, you could tell right off the best, the best, um, um, justification or, or looking at MI, the need for MIH is going out and talking to our staff who go out on that one calls. They'll tell you, you know, that, and they told me early on, we could utilize MIH out here. And now, uh, we're proud to be able to implement it here, uh, coming up in November. That's incredible, Chief. Uh, and we'll be tuning in you know, back in with you, I hope, at some point to talk about uh, the CPSE, your time as a commissioner there. And maybe at that same, you know, reach back, I can find out some more information. It will be late enough that MIH will have been integrated into Vashon Ellen. So I'm excited to sort of follow up with that. Um, but as we wrap things up today, Chief, um, you've had, you know, we've just heard a, a a brief smattering of, of your entire career here, which has been amazing. Um, what knowledge would you have from any aspect of that that you want our listeners to take away um, tomorrow? You know, I've been, uh, like I said, almost 30 years, um, you know, got hired in South Burlington in, in uh, 1992, um, a couple years ago. Uh, but uh, it goes by quick. And and as I, you know, kind of my my heart has been all around taking care of the people that take care of our community. And, you know, I my my advice uh, for folks on the job would be, uh, you know, very simple. Take care of yourself. Uh, take care of each other. Um, you know, find a way to, you know, this is a this is a tough profession, whether it be on Vashon Island or be in, you know, downtown Seattle, um, the city of Burlington, the challenges I see you know, the, the, the city and the county facing out there. Um, you know, this is a tough profession and it takes its toll. Um, you know, we're not um, we're not as strong as we think we are, um, you, know, you know, both mentally and physically. And you we really need to take care of uh, yourself and take care of each other. And it just goes back to, you know, I, I'll reflect quickly. I don't really don't want to talk about uh, I, I'm not the best at talking about myself, believe it or not. But um, but, uh, you know, the work that we did on cancer presumption, heart presumption, you know, um, uh, infectious disease, lung, 
pension system. Unfortunately, we, you know, we have we have a lot of we have line of duty deaths in this in this profession. So we have a we worked hard on, a, you know, establishing a line of duty death benefit years ago in Vermont that will take care of families. Hopefully we don't have to use that. But, you know, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Find ways to. Uh, to advocate, uh, you know, both internally and externally to give yourself the resources to be successful. Um, you know, I look back again on, you know, the right number of folks going out the door. We advocated for that in South Burlington. That's about taking care of of, of yourself and each other on the job. Uh, you know, the incredible work that was done in Williston, it taxes the system. It, 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 um, and I say the system, I'm saying the fire EMS system and each other. If you don't have the right amount of people on the job going out, going out on calls and they're just, you know, getting the brunt of those 911 calls, um, it takes its toll mentally and physically on you. So it really comes back to, you know, taking care of each other, taking care of, uh, yourself, you know, and, 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 um, I can't speak enough about that. It's been my passion for years. And, you know, now I'm out uh, in a position that I'm able to, uh, you know, in, in influence change um, that that takes care of the people that are uh, coming to work every day. Oh, man, Chief, thank you for that. Uh, this has been an incredible experience and uh, just some snippets that I took from this conversation, that being the best by far. Um, and I'll speak very quickly to the fact that as an IAFF trained peer supporter, um, taking care of each other and taking care of yourself is incredibly important. Whatever level of that you find yourself in, any listeners from Vermont can reach out um, to that uh, peer support team through the PFFV, which is uh, 833-802-7337, or uh, it's just 833-802-PEER. Um, really an excellent experience there, but uh, just a, you've had a career of taking care of people, Chief. Um, you know, Make the job better, be a voice, um, and, and take care of yourself and each other. Chief Matt Vinci, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. And I will be sure to include um, some contact information for you, Chief, in the show notes, should anyone want to reach back out. Yeah, please do. And thanks for the opportunity, Prescott. Congrats on your uh, your podcast. It's, a, it's, it's an honor to be on it. And um, I look forward to hopefully future uh, opportunities to, to have conversations about our, our career together. Absolutely. Sounds good, Chief. To all the listeners, thank you. Uh, stay safe and take care of yourself and each other.